Welcome to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here once again with Howard Tybal. We're in the midst of uh, our mini series here. I'm very excited about this because we've, uh, you know, we started this conversation around aligning senior leadership to achieve strategic goals from this perspective of governance. And uh, you know, who better? To join us once again for this conversation, then uh, the president of the Association of Governing Boards, Rick Lagan. Rick, welcome back to Navigating Change. It's good to be back. Thank you. You're a regular friend of the show now. It's a yes. whole new title for your show. bio. I love it. Friend of the show. Uh, so, Howard, can, why don't you, uh, just to kick us off, why don't you reflect a little bit for us about why this conversation is so important? We'll, we'll just see kind of where it goes from there. You asked me at the beginning of the year about what am I excited about, and I can tell you that one of the things that... I have seen, and I'm sure Rick has seen, and I'm going to want your, you know, Rick's input on this because I think he's got a lot of wealth on this, of knowledge, is that this idea that we we live in these siloed environments, right? So not only does the institution live in a siloed way of working from the president on down in terms of divisions and departments, but between the governance way that boards work, the shared governance that happens within the faculty, you know, boards as custodians, faculty as trying to make sure that that's, they all get a say in it in some ways, and then presidents sort of navigating being the ones to make sure that everybody is satisfied in the process. One of the things I'm hoping for, and, and what I want to see is if Rick is seeing some of this come to fruition, is that we are really f- figuring out more and more how to sit down at the table and not have a conversation that's like being passed like a baton. You know, so the faculty do their memos and the president reads it and then tries to get the board to approve it, but that we get into a dialogue, a real dialogue among these different leadership bodies that have a governance responsibility in different ways so that decisions are not sprung upon faculty where they feel like uh, they were they were just blindsided or presidents are finding themselves on the defensive because of implementing a board idea that the faculty get pissed off about or vice versa, you know, that the faculty want to see something and the boards don't like it. And I think the missing piece is our ability to have a conversation together. So, so Rick, I'd love to get you know, because I, I can't think of anybody better who has the 30,000-foot view of what's happening at these public and private institutions around this question around having a conversation together and making decisions together. Uh, for, first, uh, I applaud you uh, covering uh, uh, this set of issues. If we're going to address the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the big issues confronting higher education, uh, these kinds of conversations will have to take place. Uh, but my own sense of it, Howard, is that uh, we're not there yet. Right. Uh, it, it, in terms of the reality of uh, the scope of work, that these institutions have to do just to get through uh, the, the, their regular routine. Uh, that um, uh, too often uh, the last thing on the agenda for a president who still drives the agenda of these kinds of conversations uh, is to uh, convene uh, all of the folks who share a sandbox on decision-making and higher education uh, to have uh, these uh, meaningful kumbaya conversations. Uh, Does it happen? Sure. Is it a steady or regular practice in higher education? No. 
where does it happen? It happens uh, where uh, crisis or uh, concerns about pending crisis uh, are uh, forcing leaders to ask tough questions and realizing that we're not going to get through those issues unless the stakeholders all have a meaningful seat at uh, the table. You know, crisis creates strange bedfellows. I want to pick up on what you just said because I I actually love that you sort of turn turn this conversation around, you know, because one of the ways that other people might answer the question is, well, you know, theoretically, this is what, here's what we should do and this is where I've seen some of these successes and I love the fact that you basically say we're not there yet and I think it's worth examining that for a second so it's it's one thing that we're not there yet it's another thing to say that's not where it needs to go so uh, you know I have a presumption that when you bring people with different disciplines and different responsibilities together you're uh, who have to make a decision around something that they all have a stake in the, the only way you're going to get real buy-in so that people's behavior lines up with the commitment is that they actually hear that commitment is shared as opposed to passing the baton. But I wonder if what you're also saying is that not only are we not there yet, that's not going to happen in higher education the, unless we fundamentally change the way – governance occurs in higher education internally and externally, it is never going to be the case we're going to be able to have truly a shared dialogue to make decisions. What's your view on this? Yeah, I wouldn't forecast that it'll never be the case. Uh, I think we are uh, running businesses, colleges and universities that require that kind of communication. But the cultural norms of higher education uh, are really, uh, in many ways, um, keeping the respective uh, uh, stakeholders in their respective corners of the ring, if you will. And uh, you're right, we can't continue to go in that direction, but it is so um, embedded in the culture of so many of these places where board members, uh, there are a fair number of board members who uh, whose respect and interest in the input of their academic colleagues, uh, without whom they can't run their institutions, by the way, uh, isn't what it needs to be for meaningful dialogue to take place. There are presidents uh, for whom the prospects of creating opportunities for that level of dialogue, uh, where administrators and academic administrators and board leaders and faculty leaders uh, convene together, is at a minimum an uncertain and at a maximum could be a scary uh, proposition. So it's just not a, a um, uh, an instinctive or natural yet uh, uh, construct to the way conversations are taking place, except for the most part in those institutions where tough decisions about uh, uh, resources, about investment of more limited resources, in about uh, about academic programs and uh, uh, faculty uh, leadership are, are taking place. You got to keep in mind also, uh, Howard. One last point, uh, and that is that um, faculty is far different. It, the faculty is not the faculty that were in place when you and Pete and I were in school. Uh, once upon a time, uh, most faculty were tenured. Uh, today, two-thirds of all faculty are not 
tenured. They are either part-time, adjunct, or full-time, but not necessarily tenured. Their commitment to institutional governance and institutional challenges is far more limited because of their own relationship with the institution where they're employed. It's far more limited than it was uh, a long time ago. And so the, the story of stakeholder engagement uh, needs to be clearly understood for the kinds of conversation you're, suggestions, uh, you're suggesting to be meaningful and, and, um, and appropriate. Well, just like you said earlier in, uh, in an earlier podcast that not, you, you can't think about this as one size fits all and that you, this board is the board to focus on and the next one's – even if it's in the same – type of industry, whether it's a community college or, or a small private, uh, you got to look at them each uniquely. And it seems to me the difference maker here is the nature of, I think you pointed to something interesting, which is the crisis leads to the kind of bringing people together. And that's, that's sort of under, that's, expected and that's something that we've always seen over time. It seems to me the difference maker here is going to be the particular at a given time, the president in that position, the board chair in that position, and the lining up of where that institution is that we're going to see of, you know, the 4,000 degree granting institutions the smattering of examples of those schools where those leaders in those positions say, we're going to do it differently now. I'm going to push on an agenda. I'm going to try something that's going to take some risk, but I'm actually going to bring academic leaders to the table and be in a board faculty or board academic administrative dialogue, and it's going to happen in pockets. But would you would you agree with me that – the, the difference here is going to be the willingness of the leader of that time, of that institution or leaders, being willing to take that risk and move it forward. In the absence of this, it's not going to change. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with, with, with that point. Uh, as with everything else, it's, uh, it, it's about the individuals and their ability to, uh, uh, to have mutual uh, – goals and objectives and a high degree of trust and if the president and the board chair especially uh recognize that they are in it for the same purposes then we have a chance to to get to go in the direction you suggest uh, which is why that relationship is so fundamental to almost everything else related to uh leadership and governance you know we've we're speaking in some very large uh i think scope you know and and uh, again howard already pointed out a, a point that that really stuck with me too is that a board is when you're looking at a board it's just one board it's very hard to define a global example but i think maybe as we wrap up uh, could you share with us a story rick of uh, of an institution that really has it right uh, uh, what does it look like when an institution um, you know really nails the balance between administration and and board leadership and governance uh, and and faculty do you have any uh, off the cuff you can share with us we do find uh, and are working with currently a number of institutions where, uh, both in public and private higher education, uh, where the president is open and transparent in saying that the model that we've got right now just isn't going to get us where we need to be. Uh, it either is unsustainable financially or we can't compete uh, 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 the 
demographics and the enrollment numbers just aren't going to allow us to uh, to survive. And the president takes the lead primarily and informs uh, the board of board leadership that we have got to begin to get our arms around uh, who we are. Uh, 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 revisit our mission if necessary and ensure that wherever we come out in that conversation, we can actually ensure that we have an institution uh, that is financially sound for, uh, you know, the next number of years uh, that we can compete and and that uh, uh, clearly to have the kinds of conversations to get there is going to be far more inclusive uh, than not. And uh, uh, there are institution leaders, and typically they're newer, younger, uh, more open to realizing that uh, the, the sector has got to change, uh, who... Uh, who reach out and say, uh, we need to reinvent our institution in order for it to remain viable, and then we respond. And uh, so uh, uh, those stories are out there. Uh, we need more of those stories. It is a, it is such a, a kind of a powerful model when you hear institutions that are doing it well and, and get to this question. I wrote down a few points from our last conversation that really stuck with me. First, change uh, is perhaps the wrong word. And second, what is the value of higher education? And are our board leaders and administrative leaders actually asking that question, what does it need to be? Uh, it ends up being a, a fodder for, I think, a very powerful leadership conversation. There are examples out there, and we need to see more of them because one of one of my one of my commitments, uh, and I got to watch myself because it's so easy to focus on what's not working. And I think because there are so many institutions out there, we got to go out of our way to 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 find and put forward examples to show people that there is room to grow in the in that direction that there is precedent for positive change for engagement for for bringing people together and i think historically one of the reasons why we sometimes get stuck is we focus on the negative and why we can't do it and and you, you know i asked rick this last time about what is he optimistic about I'm optimistic about the fact that when I when I find that we bring optimism to a conversation, people step up, and people step up to want to work together, and we need to keep our focus in that optimism, uh, and those examples are out there. So I think we have to keep building off that, and, and that to me is what's exciting about having Rick in the conversation, raising his awareness, and then for us to be bringing institutions leaders in and to say, tell us what's working. Give us examples of things that you're doing well, and then we build off the positive and not build off the negative. You know, and, and we can move towards that more, if I might, the, that more positive structure. And, and, and I applaud your optimism, Howard, and, and, and I want to help us get there. But we can do that if boards, both on their own and uh, through the encouragement of their presidents, uh, are willing to change the way they do their work, uh, the way they're structured, the issues that they address, uh, bring them more into, uh, more meaningfully engaged as thought partners, uh, as opposed to uh, what we too often wind up doing with boards, and that is uh, positioning them as an audience. Yeah, they come to board meetings and they sit either in their committees or full board and scripted presentations, and then I, I understand. I, I feel for presidents and their staff in the doing of that. Uh, but if we're going to get to the point that you uh, artfully and appropriately uh, are, are focusing this this conversation on, then boards are going to have to 
be more emboldened uh, and and uh, uh, be encouraged uh, to change how they're structured, and uh, it's got to be less script and more strategy. And if we can get there, then I'll share your optimism. And 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 I'm encouraged that we are going to get there. We we hear from more and more presidents who are doing uh, several things. They're tightening down the numbers of their board members, and they're taking a hard look at the uh, structure of committees and agendas. And if we could do that, uh, then I think we can make some important strides. This is a fantastic conversation, Rick. Once again, thank you so much for joining us and uh, and and sharing this with us. It's it's really wonderful to find out more about Rick and read some of his great writing. Uh, head over to agb.org. Uh, the association, which he serves as president, the Association of Governing Boards. Uh, and uh, Howard, uh, final words of wisdom for you, sir. Yeah, just just that uh, these podcasts, bringing people on like Rick, uh, remind me, not only is this, is this work important, but that we can get there if we keep the right focus. So so thank you again, Rick, for for helping build my optimism for a future and, and working with working with me in this. My pleasure. Thank you. For everybody listening, thank you so much for listening to the show, for downloading and subscribing for free in iTunes. Learn more about us at TybalInc.com. You can reach out to Howard at Howard Tybal on Twitter or me at Pete Wright. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of Howard Tybal and once again, Rick Lagan, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. Mm-hmm.